Welcome to Tech at Lunch, the podcast that satisfies your hunger for all things tech while you enjoy your midday meal. So grab your sandwich, tune in, and let's dig in. Hello, Nick. Hey, I'm John. And you know, this week uh, we, we don't have Ed. Ed is actually working on finals and stuff like that, and final papers for school. So fun. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just starting my, my first paper. So, um, yeah. Never not... complained just yet. Oh, no, I do internal. Yeah. I like to complain internally because then it's kind of like hating myself for my own personal choices. We'll get close to the deadline. We'll hear more of it. Oh, yeah, I got another week or so. Um, but, you know, we've kind of been on a uh, kind of a, a pattern of life here talking about cybersecurity and cybersecurity, you know, awareness and whatnot. So, which actually takes us to the day, this week's topic. Mm-hmm. is looking at the cyber awareness side of the house for additive manufacturing. We've kind of talked about awareness before, like cyber awareness training and whatnot. But we're going to focus mainly on the additive manufacturing side of the house, which with that, you're, you're dealing a lot with downloads. You're dealing a lot with uploads. You're dealing a lot with intermedia, mm-hmm. per se. So if you start thinking about you know, cyber awareness at different levels, or cyber awareness yeah. actually inside that architecture. What are you thinking? So, so you break it down. You, you've already broken it down um, immediately. Like you're you're thinking about it in the industrial, like the additive manufacturing, like you know, um, uh, side of the house. You, you you're looking at that. So for me, um, you you need to do a risk assessment. Um, you need to see what what you know potentially could have vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. like honestly awareness to me is is not just simply you know trying to kind of put your best foot forward sorry i should say not only trying to put your best foot forward learn more about possible you know future breaches or you know some recent first day or zero day attacks that you maybe have never heard about before and and zero day attacks are just new you know Mm -hmm. hacks or whatever which i mean i find more and more tech's gonna come um, and more and more first day or zero day attacks are gonna happen it's just part of the game um, honestly you can't get around it there's gonna be people that try to take your data because it's valuable so being aware of those things I, I mean that's that's kind of the the main point but also being aware um, on the side of you know know what you don't know mm-hmm. like if, if you have a network and at any point something says not secure failed connection not secure blah 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 um, you should do a little bit of research, take that offline, and, and re reevaluate. Take a rollback. It's totally fine. You know, a lot of people look at rollbacks uh, if they're doing some type of changes, like, uh, you know, I failed. Like, it didn't work. But, mm-hmm. like, honestly, it's only a failure if you're like, hey, I'm not going to do this change anymore, this project anymore. So, at the end of the day, the rollback is to learn and become aware of what, you know, missteps you took or, you know, how you can put yourself in a better position. So, like, I'm thinking awareness as far as, like, you know, be mindful to what your cybersecurity footprint is, your your data footprint, not even just at your personal level. Like, you can take this all the way down to, you know, just one person, individual level. But if you are part of an industrial or a company and you're handling any of their data, you're just as responsible for that data as you would be kind of defending your own. Right. So if you're, like, not protecting any of that, you know, it's just the same thing as you're, like, throwing your wallet out on the curb. Um, maybe there's no money in it. Your, uh, your social security card. Maybe there's no money in it, but, you know, the data, like, the, if you gave me your credit card numbers, I could pay for something right now. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, but you know that's that's what it kind of means to me. I mean, I don't know cybersecurity awareness and in, in, in additive manufacturing. What what would you kind of what are your first thoughts? Usually with that, I start thinking about, um, for example, how do I you know train this this mindset? Mm-hmm. Is you know do I bring everybody to a room and start going through little, uh, little by little you know piece by piece? Mm-hmm. But you know the thing is is also making sure people are aware that hey. You know, they are my first line of defense, or our first line of defense, or somebody's first line of defense, and it's protect the data at all costs. You know, so pretty much, you know, if you're going to have removable media that your section is going to use during this time, lock it up when you're not around. One hundred percent. Scan equipment when you're not using it. You know that type of stuff. So you know, for me, it's it's more or less like. 
you know, protect the surroundings. Don't do anything you wouldn't want to have done to your own data. Um, and just kind of, like, be aware of who's watching. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the big thing is, like, a lot of times when we start talking about cybersecurity awareness, you also start have to start talking about, like, um, personal protective, you know, and physical security at that point. So, of, hey, guess what? I've had somebody tailgate me into the office, and, th- and this is what could be what they're after. Or somebody from the outside brings a thumb drive in. Mm-hmm. Why do they have a thumb drive? Okay, yeah. So, so actually, that's great because this is kind of the direction I was going to go right immediately afterwards. Um, you, you, you went the physical and like the digital side of the house because um, I was going to break it up and, and kind of make it make sense to, you know, if I was just a casual listener, mm-hmm. um, I can view it as how am I physically breaking into your house mm-hmm. and stealing your money? How, how am I, I digitally yeah, and wiping sense. your wallet? So, like, honestly, there's vulnerabilities on both sides. You leave your door unlocked in front of your house, it's the same thing as leaving your passport or your wallet out right. with the card, you know, that we kind of mentioned earlier. So, uh, like, y- y- if you break it down, you already started with some of the physical things. Flash drive? Yep. Um, what, what was it? Uh, you just said someone brought a flash yeah. drive in on the site. Um, Don't have anybody tailgate. And the, th- the big thing is, is all, like what you mentioned, is also be aware of where you're downloading things from. Yes. If it's not from an intranet and you're working at a corporate added manufacturing site, yeah, don't download it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we, we understand Vichy's look cool. We want to calibrate our, our gear. Mm-hmm. But make sure you have one that's scanned. Yeah, you know, you know, um, phishing? Yeah. Phishing in an email, you know, phishing in, you know, some type of web interface. Yeah, I'll get it's, your attention eventually. It's very easy to pay for a domain that's pretty cheap, to be yeah. honest with you. It's also uh, pretty easy to spoof an email, too. Yeah, all I'm saying is, is, uh, I, and I'm not trying to say that I'm spoofing printables or anything like that, or thingiverse, but all you have to do is go in there and maybe you change the um, the I to an uh, like a lowercase l. Right. So it kind of still looks like an I. Right or or you change the I to a colon a semicolon so it kind of looks like an I yeah. but that website is fundamentally a different domain mm-hmm. and now I've got your data because you just you know cookies right. are a thing you know I've got your <clears throat> personal information if it's available on your PC your network if it's available on your network I've got even more mm-hmm. so yeah and the thing is about you know and the other thing is you touched on on printables and also on Thingiverse is if you download if you hit the download all button. And mm-hmm. this is kind of why I'm kind of weary about the download all button. I don't really like it. Is the fact that it downloads as a zip file. Oh, I so can't scan can't. a zip file immediately. You it's impossible. Yep, you can't see what's So there. you can only open that up if you're like 7-zip or something like that. And you open this file up and see exactly what's going on. If you're like some people who the first thing they do is extract all. thing is, is you could have an, an any file inside that, that extraction mm-hmm. file. That immediately kicks off the process to install yeah. this. You're gonna say and how next thing you know, it kind of digs into your computer and you got a worm. <clears throat> so, you know, if you're gonna download something from those websites, especially, you know, at the either at the commercial or the or the personal level, don't download the all button. We understand that you need the files. Yeah. Download them individually. Or get them from GitHub. Yeah. At least GitHub scans them for viruses before it's in, 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 you know, brought in there. And it's just one thing, you know, take the, the level, the, the steps to secure data from point A to point B. Yeah, and, like, to be honest with you, when you're checking your mail and you someone sends you, like, uh, uh, like you, you said, let's say you get four letters in the mail. You know, all of them are asking you to pay your bill. Mm-hmm. You kind of know roughly what your bank is called, or not your bank, your, your electric company is called, but, like, all of them have something slightly different. But all of their account numbers match. Yeah. Now you've got some weird issues, and that probably means that your data's gotten somewhere that mm-hmm. you know uh, it shouldn't be. And now you have to become aware. And I mean, don't th- send three payments. Like, don't just Please pick don't. one at random. Like, you're gonna have to clear that up with the company. Like, honestly, they may even have a data breach as well. It's not unheard of Mm-mm. for um, someone who is, you know, not even just that holding your money. Banks, not even unheard of for a bank to be. You know, you know, hit with a ransomware or hit with something phishing. Log in and check. Yeah. So, like, double check. I mean, honestly, it goes as simple as like, listen to your English teacher from like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Cite your sources. Is that a credible link? Right. Like, is that a credible source? Like, are you? It's the same thing when you're talking about stuff like this. Like, if you're getting your advice about you know cybersecurity from like 
you know, hobo on the street who doesn't have a computer, <laughs> like, but he's spouting about they're, they're listening. They're yeah. going to get your data. I mean, there's some truth to that. They are listening. They're going to try to get your data yep. and they're going to try to use it to their advantage. But at the end of the day, I'd rather listen to someone who has a cybersecurity de- degree or some type of certification in those things, yeah. rather. Um, so it's it's about it's about be, being you know knowing your source, ha- having mm-hmm. a credible source. Don't blindly click. Yeah, and don't give up too much. Yeah, honestly, a lot of the times, see, this is something that you know, and I, and and I hate to kind of um, sidetrack too much, but this is kind of on the software side of the house with it. Like, uh, so. That's not sidetracking. Yeah, right? I wouldn't say so. So I have a resin printer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it came with a, you know, proprietary, you know, slicer mm-hmm. software, um, which, you know, in a lot of cases, I worry about the those. company's more, I, I don't want to say it's an indictment of, of all the co- the companies that are working on it, but, you know, if you're trying to make a product to market or bring a product to market at the cheapest possible price, you know, and make it usable, you're going to bring them a slicer, maybe some files, but those files are going to be pre aligned and preset configured to your settings mm-hmm. for that slicer when you step outside of that slicer it's like it's wild wild west right, right. so what i'm kind of getting at is is that you have like other options you know that you could use for your resin slices you you do have prusa it's just kind of you got to kind of finagle with it because technically it's only for their sls you know machine um you've got uh, lago no, I think that's a brand of uh, Elgu. Elgu, I think that's a brand. They may have their own. Yeah, Elgu does have so their own. Be honest. Kira Kira has availability for resin prints, uh, but there's there's uh, I think I might be saying this wrong. Chitulu box mm-hmm. or Chitulu box or something like that or Lychee slicer. Mm-hmm. Those those are preferably or like the better print uh, slicers for resin, um, just because of how they their customization as far as you know supports and things like that. Yeah, those are community supported, right? Yeah, and they're community supported. However, they're not like—I mean, I, they're not the open source that you're thinking. Yeah. You have to create a profile. You need to have all of your personal information in that profile. You need an order for you to use this, or you can wait and watch every single advertisement and and kind of go through those things. So Even I, that you're giving up something. Yeah, you're giving up your time. So you're sacrificing time as opposed to your data, which which. In this case, like honestly, time is money. So like, it's 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 very difficult to make that decision mm-hmm. of whether I should even keep doing this application. So that I mean, on the software side of things, I, I do have a lychee slicer. Um, it it I did you know put my email in. I don't have to put as much information. You're not putting your social in. You're just putting yeah. an email, a phone number, and your name. Um, it's, it's not that bad. And then you use a rejection hotline. Wait, right, but but at the same time, like, how often are we talking about? It's 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 even com- comedically a joke, a meme. Like, I'm here to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. Like, yeah, it's mean, because someone's got your phone number like that. Right. Because One of these sites sold it. Somebody, somebody's fished you. Yeah. And you know that it like for me proprietary software, especially in the atomy of action world, it drives me nuts because it's like, well, you, this only works on our machine. Okay, cool, that's nice. However, don't have me go to your cloud. Yeah. You know, if, if you want, like, for example, I don't think that, like, for example, Prusa Slicer is proprietary by any stretch of the imagination. No, I think they, right? they, they make it open source. But, and it is, but the thing is, it's available that you can run your own machine yeah. to control your machines. Yeah. Not something that I have to go out and say, guess what, I'm going to jump on a cloud environment, put all my information in here, now you've got everything. Because the guys at the company level, you have these, the, the, the slicers for those machines. And they're locked down. They're pretty, pretty robust, you know, slicers at that point. But, you know, at, at that, you don't have to install, put in your, your company information or anything like that. Which, you know, honestly, that's a good segue into the other cyber awareness stuff. Is don't download a slicer you don't know. Yeah, just like just cause, like unless you're, I mean, in a lot of cases, like if you if you're actually being if you're in an industrial environment or if you're in any type of corporate environment, enterprise environment, don't just download anything. Right. You probably sh- if if you're like, hey, should I? No, you probably shouldn't. And, and if you're at home and you want to try these slicers out before you install them on your local machine, install them on a virtual machine and yeah. deny the network access. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was gonna go. You make a test box. You, right. you make a box that you can put this stuff on. You can run it effectively. This. Software shouldn't need an internet connection. Doesn't I mean, require an update. Yeah, and and honestly, 
even if you do have like Prusa, for example, even if you do have an older version, all it's going to do is say, hey, we got a new version, and you just hit, okay, and then... That's you, nice. Yeah, that's nice. Exit out. <clears throat> no, yeah. I just want to continue. Slicers are not required to be on the network. Yeah. Um, unless, of course, the printer requires them to be on the network. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a, not a gotta have. No. It's a, and the thing is, is if you think about it, all of these that. slicers that are attached to the network right now are all using the same interface. So it's all using the same interface that you would do any updates to your PC on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on to your printer on. So if you're doing a, you know, a PWM, you know, configuration, guess what? You're using the same software. But it's just, you know, it was like the original, I guess you could say, Clipper, mm-hmm. or the original, you know, Octoprint. It's the same interface Octoprint runs on. If you see a little square in Octoprint, same interface. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is if your printer requires that, you have that slicer connected to your SSO, to yeah. your internal security internet, you know, infrastructure. And that printer is now locked down, and so is your machine at that point. You know, and you, can, you, get, you have the spots where you're pulling proprietary... STLs to run. So, you know, it's kind of like watching that, the, the, the technology time frame. You know, what slasher do I use and how bad is it locked down? Any slasher you can lock down, depending on if it's away from the internet or not. Yeah, you, you should, I mean, that's why test box. Just, yeah. Like, honestly, in, in a lot of cases, like we talked about it earlier, how would, like, how would I implement, how would I main, uh, create, how would I, you know, mitigate any risk and it's, you know, Test it. Test the environment. Right. Like, you're never, like, I don't know if anybody, I mean, mo- in most cases, you, you, you find out more in the test run than you would, you know, just, you know, simulating, right? right? So, you, like, actual data, actual situation, you'll find something out. And, then, and for, you know, maybe you get everything aligned with the simulation. That's all fine and dandy. Right. That just means that your math was right and everything mm-hmm. looks good. But in a lot of cases, I've learned we've got to make pivots. I mean, in any in any situation, you want to be agile. So, I, I mean, it just makes sense to me to want to, you know, be aware in those situations. Yeah, uh, I so, agree th- with that. so this kind of uh, goes into the next topic. Um, you you kind of touched on it earlier because you you said when I asked kind of like what cybersecurity awareness means to you, you took it and you put it in a scope of a teacher to classroom immediately. Mm-hmm. You didn't look at it as if you were like in the class learning. You were teaching them, so it's it's the tool, the tools that they're using for that. How, like, what are some of those that you would think of? I know that you've already mentioned like having a class or something like that. Yeah, trainings, interface. but like more specifically, like what would the training look like? What would you like? Would it be you know actively like a hackathon? Or that would be more or less like if, if we have if for example okay so paint the picture we'll build we'll yeah. build a we'll build our company which already have so surprise yeah. surprise um, so what we do is you take that and you break it into quarters um, yeah. your first quarter is hey this is what you do and do not do so we, we've we've got the basics we're we're at the basic level don't do this don't click on emails you shouldn't click click on don't download stuff you shouldn't download it set the ground rule set the ground rule. And then you hop over to stage two, which is the second order. So second or the, 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 you know, yeah, whatever. But um, so the second quarter, we start looking at, um, okay, cool. Now that we've done this, let's run through some trial runs real quick. Yep. You know, let's put stuff out on the floor and see if people catch it. If people put a, like a thumb drive out there on the floor, what do they do with it? Mm. You know, and you kind of monitor that. You kind of throw it through a real world simulation yeah. <clears throat> that they don't know about. And also, you start sending out phishing type emails to do a, a, a quick cybersecurity test to see if people yeah. are paying attention. If you get a good response there, you know that hey, look, they're actually people are actually paying attention. But if you fail, you just send out emails that kind of just remind people that hey, guess what? Don't do this and don't do that. You don't put names on it. And no need to punish this. You, know, you don't. You don't punish anybody. You send out. Then you start. With, then you, after that, I think so awareness, you know, not compliance. Right. Yeah. I mean, so the compliance comes with with awareness. Yeah. Eventually, so, it will be. You need to be compliant. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I think that if you're aware of it, you're, yeah. you're, you're you are compliant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because the thing is, you the third quarter is what the, what I'm going to do there is start reinforcement. Okay. At that part, I'm going to begin the reinforcement level. I'm going to start sending out. Hey, guess what? We're going to do uh, cybersecurity week this week. 
you know, at least once a month, we're going to do a cybersecurity week. And we're going to start sending out every day is going to be a different, you know, cybersecurity awareness type of type of thing. Say, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, or, hey, come listen to this talk. We're going to be talking about this and what we can do here. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, send us your ideas of how you, would write, how you would like to do this. And you start getting people involved, actively and actively more and more involved. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting your fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is where you can start having a little bit of fun with it. And, you know, once you have that, the first three quarters down pat, hmm. where it's like, I can repetitively do this. I can do this every year or every time I get a new joint, you start that pattern. Hmm. Um, just kind of see what goes on. The fourth quarter is where you start really having the fun. I think the fourth quarter is, hey, guess what? I'm going to start running massive simulations. I'm going not, to not let people know what had happened, but I'm going to start running massive simulations. No surprise, uh, right. surprise tabletop. I'm, I'm going to start surprising my help desk yeah. with issues that come up and say, hey, guess what? We're going to run through this. They don't know it's a drill. No. They're not aware of it. The only people who know it's a drill are people that are involved. Yeah. They know that it's a drill. So the thing is, and then from there, then we run into the tabletop exercises. Yeah. And we kinda, and everybody sits in a room. You kind of go through what happens if data is compromised. Yeah. And then you start working on the hackathons. I think the hackathon is the, the, the final culminating event yeah. where you get the people who want to be part of a hackathon mm-hmm. and you say, here, hack this piece of equipment. Yeah, get in there. Get in there. Tell me what's, what's going on with it. And the thing is, is once I have that, I can build a TTP matrix, techniques, techniques, and procedures, mm-hmm. build that matrix out to finally figure out how to secure it. Yeah, and you know then from there, yeah. I reiterate yeah. the process. Every time there's a new exploit, I reiterate. Yeah. And we keep reiterating until finally it becomes commonplace. And from there, you hire an entire team to do this. Yeah. It's not just one person. You have two or three people that are running through this process yeah. monthly, you know, or at least in their heads saying, hey, guess what this is what I come up with. You know, you start nailing them. Kind of like risk assessment. Right. It's like, I mean, honestly, it sounds like an audit to me. Like, it sounds like towards, towards the end, of course, like it sounds like in the beginning it's, hey, guys, we... We want you to be. We want you to be. You know, aware. We want you to. You know, kind of keep your eyes open. The second champions. one, yeah. The second one's like mm, maybe they forgot about it. Let's try to test them. So, you know, and it's like if if you're actively doing that, it's it's almost encouraging personal personal awareness as well in, in your own you know network at your house, not even just right. You know, um, on on the site or at the plan or wherever you know work site. Um, and, and then on, from there, it's just, you know, refinement. I, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's, you build cybersecurity champions. It never stops. Yeah. It, it just, you can, there's always another zero day. There's mm-hmm. always a new attack. Like a lot of these man in the middle birthday attacks, a lot of these, you know, they hit really hard at the beginning, but realistically how many lasted very long, because right. there's a lot of people that are working and they think like they work very hard to keep, you know, things safe secure um and and if you do your part too they don't have to like secure everybody's machine you secure in your own right you know it's that old that old uh what is it um super troop no not super troopers uh what is it what is it what is it it's there they're on the it looks like an old 80s like military i'm doing my part Oh, oh Starship Star Trooper. Trooper. That's what it is. I'm doing my part. Oh, do, yeah. The do, world, the, do your part. The, the world's greatest meme. <laughs> do your part. Do but your part. It's like, with that, you can you can have, you know, lunch-a-thons. You can have, sit down and have, have a conversation with people. Yeah. You build people who want to who want to be part of that. Yeah. Because once you get that groundwork done, you have nothing to worry about. These people will find stuff you never even thought about. They'll start bringing you articles. Hey, what did you see this? Did you see this? I got a new expo. There's a new expo that came out. We gotta look for this. Yeah. Okay. Well, now let's start really digging in. Yeah. The thing is, is then at that point, remember, you never go ever with cybersecurity. You never go offensive. Yeah. Unless you absolutely have to. Um, However, you build an entire team that their entire job is to figure out how to secure machines. Yeah. You know, you got like the thing is, is I'll tell you that probably most of the machines out there are very easy to get into. Yeah, not hard. And so, but the thing is, it's if you can build, you know, teams and people like that who understand the infrastructure, who understand how to get to that point, they know how to make it, in, you know, pretty much impassable. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, the thing is, is remember, every day is day one. Because you never want to have day two, day three, day four, day five. You always want to be at day one. Because mm-hmm. you're always starting anew. Yeah. 
if you're at day one, day two, day three, day four, so something happened. Yeah, that's not good. Because now I'm having to repeat. Yeah, that's not good. You should always be at day one. But, you know, that's just, you know, my standpoint when it comes to the education side of the house as far as for, you know, it can be digital too. It doesn't have to well, be yeah, in person. Well, yeah, see, so it doesn't have to be in person. I think that's a good part. I think, and, and I think that, like, you know, tabletop situations, hackathons are good yeah. because it's it's not only, you know, raising awareness, it's it's attacking those, it's, it's you know, maybe you're not paying, maybe you are paying, maybe you're giving them a cash prize or whatever food mm-hmm. prize. Uh, to hack your whatever device, but at the end of the day, you are learning more about your system, becoming more aware. And if any of those hackers are in your se- on your team, in your, you know, in your department, you're only, you know, getting that much stronger because right. that person, if they find an exploit, you know, probably is the person that's fixing fixing mm-hmm. the exploit. So, um, yeah, I, at the end of the day, like, it, you know, I, I think I mentioned it before. Somebody somebody set a honeypot up just at their house and. It's just a, they spun up a VM that it's not really a VM or computer doesn't have any data, mm-hmm. but it looks like a unsecure device. Yeah. And he's getting twenty five to thirty thousand hits hits a day. Yeah, it's insane. That's that's twenty five to thirty five thousand people, devices, bots, whatever you want to call it, trying to get your data. Yeah. Put everything behind a firewall. Dear God, please. And please. The thing is, is that that also brings it into the other topic that I kind of kind of touched on and which I want to get your opinion on mm-hmm. physical security especially when talking about added manufacturing physical security as a step for the cybersecurity side of the house yeah I always wear my hard hat no I'm just kidding <laughs> we'll get your ice cream later <laughs> your steel toe steel toe boots <laughs> no but you know, yeah, so physical side of things you mentioned already um, you mentioned uh, USB like unencrypted USB drives that's 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 a vulnerability because I could plug that into any device, mm-hmm. you have no idea what's on there. You can't. There's no screen for you to look at the, the files before they plug it in. So that could realistically be bringing down your your whole device itself. Um, but you, you can even go deeper. Like, oh yeah. So in certain situations, now this is very, very, very controlled environments for your PCs. But you you can probably if you have you know the same PC you know. 20,000 times given to each of your employees you can probably like set a certain clone of an image and lock down ports like you mm-hmm. can say hey you get one USB you get the drivers for this um, uh, combination uh, mouse keyboard that is it and anything else you try to plug in will not work yeah you can you can realistically set that up harder to mon- harder to monitor if you've got that many employees but honestly, at the end of the day, that's a laptop, a desktop. We're mm. talking like if we get even deeper into the thing, the weeds, you can get to the PC that's controlling your or your PLC, your HMIs. Like you can get to the PC that's you know sending the the actual files to your CNC or your you know your 3D printer or whatever you have type of machine, mm-hmm. your engraver. So at the end of the day, the the physical like. Just being on site, you know, even even if it's as simple as key cards, RFID readers, yep. locking down the room, lock down the room, lock down the port. That's two fate. That's two levels of security you got right there, physical, and yep. you don't even have to. Well, you should still do the encryption. Yep, I agree with that. But but like if you without the encryption, that's two layers, two layers of you know security for your data. So you know, build build out the like you said, you know, build out the onion. Yeah. You know, I'm working my way in. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody's got to work their way. If a physical hacker or somebody or somebody who's trying to do harm to your business physically, mm. you know, or a mole or something like that, however people want to categorize it, they got to work their way in from the outside in. So the first thing is, like you said, build layers. You know, you have your badge in, so you're badging into the building, unless you have a customer interface. Yeah. If you have a customer interface and there's a door that leads back to the employee area, which yeah. is a badge in only, yeah. which needs to be monitored. So somebody has to be there monitoring that, saying, "Guess what? No tailgating." Mm-hmm. You know, making sure the tailgating does not happen. Yes, that's actually yeah, and, and people don't understand it because, like, I mean, most of the time when you say tailgating, you're thinking like, you know, I'm having a beer before the right, football before, game. But yeah. no, but there are people that are standing behind you, looking over your shoulder. How? how why do you think privacy screens? Yeah. Are, are, why do they that's exist? another. That's a, that's another form of physical, you know, yep. security. Is like, like somebody can, if you're not paying attention. And you're poor eyes. You have poor eyesight, you know. Present company excluded. I'm not talking any trash. 
Um, Nicholas isn't tag. here. No, I'm just <laughs> but I no. <laughs> but if you're writing in big enough font, the person behind you, why can't they see what you type for your password? Hey, don't don't be upset about my size twenty eight font. <laughs> Somebody's got to see it. Somebody, yeah, I bet you. Yeah. I don't care though. <laughs> I, 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 I'm thinking, you know, Mars or Jupiter. Um, no, no. You know, I'm going intergalactic. You want it? You want it legible? That's I get it. I get right. It. I, yeah. You know, I, I want the Martian on the moon to freaking attack my system. Yeah, the little green man. <laughs> but know? no, but it's but that's also physical security though. Like right. having someone stand over your shoulder, like shoulder surfing, like I think they called it as yeah, well. Yeah, they do. Um, like it's it's this is something like I I can I can guarantee you. By the way, um, any everyone who's listening, you know, most people probably have a smartphone. I bet you ninety to. 100% of y'all have a smartphone. Whenever you're in a group situation or doing anything at all, and you pull out your phone... Somebody's looking at it. Somebody's looking at it. 100%. Just make eye contact. 100%. You haven't even put your... like. Mm-hmm. You're probably just doing biometrics, so you're not putting a code in. But let's say it just takes one you know, jealous mm-hmm. girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, right. and they catch you, and don't you think that's personal data too? Your phone and all that stuff? Yep. Because... You have, uh, if your phone is anything like mine, everything's behind biometrics anyway. So you're, I mean, you get past the first screen, you're going to get past the second screen if you're trying to get into the app. You're not going to get past the third right. screen. You know, so if you're not doing, even protecting your apps on your phone or protecting app, applications on your devices, it's the same thing as mm-hmm. like leaving the door open too. Right, and it's and the thing is, it's like, you know, make sure you get the, that, that, that onion layer. Yeah. You know, protect everything... You know, inside the onion, to because yeah. your your core of that onion is going to be, say, you know, in this in, in the the anime manufacturing world is the print room, is the main is, is the is the floor itself, yep. the secured floor where things can be printed that should not be released. Yeah, we'll call it production floor because it sounds nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's like you have stuff that's going through R and D, stuff that should not be exposed to prototype. It's confidential. Yeah. Right, and it's like it's like if you have a you know for me for example, I, I came through you know the IT world working in government contracting, so we would walk into rooms and we had to take our phones and all that anything electronic, and put it inside of a set of lockers, let it lie to lockers and lock the door, hmm. you know, and take the key with you. So your, you know, your phones and all that were locked away in pretty much Faraday cages all day long, mm-hmm. you know, so nothing would be transmitted back out. I mean, that makes sense to me too. Like, I, like honestly, I you look at a lot of people that you know lock up their phones in in certain like safe or clean rooms. Yeah. Like this is also a situation like. Don't think about like actual just germs and dirt and bacteria. Like, hackers are also like, you know toxic to your environment so yeah. if you're if you're removing those things and it's it's just it's it's just an easy layer of security that like you don't have to go to yeah. you know get a cybersecurity degree to understand right you and, know and the thing is it helps build you know relationships because now you have to have conversations you gotta talk to the yeah you gotta talk to the uh person at the bank where you put your uh encrypted thumb drive in the the lock box so that nobody can get it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't have to go to so many extremes, but at the end of the day, you put three or four layers of, of you know, safety there. Mm-hmm. Most people give up by the second, the second like push. And see, for me, inside the printing room, I would take, I, I would add an extra, I'd add, a, I'd add an extra layer yeah. getting to that point. Yeah, it's I would get to the point of where it's like, okay, cool, I, all my PCs inside that printing room don't have a way out. Oh, so you're? I, I was all, even saying, yeah, all they have sense. access to is the intranet. There's yeah. no outbound. Yeah, so you're making like a bubble. Like this yeah. is just like a. This you're is like secured a... inside that bubble. And then what I would do if I really was dealing with certain types of prototypes, if I'm dealing with DoD prototypes or any type of like aerospace prototypes or something that could fall in the wrong hands that could cause a problem, mm-hmm. is those printers would be encased mm-hmm. in a cage. And only certain people are going to have access to that cage. Oh yeah, so you can. So I lock it down even further down to the device level. Yeah, like you, like how we, like how on a production floor, if you have Kuka robots or any type of you know ABB robots, you don't want people going in there for safety reasons. Right. Why isn't your data a safety reason? Right. I'm, I'm going to prevent you from going actually yeah. even making it to the USB port. Yeah. So that counts as another reason, like right. another little, and that's physical. So this, this is just crazy. How many you could section off each machine? You could section off. The whole environment, the whole ecosystem mm-hmm. there, you can section off that network. You can, you know, 
put another barrier for RFID, you can make it so that like there is nothing connected to anything outside or each other. Or each, you can't remote in. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little bit difficult to do some things at the end of the day. But that's that's all physical safety that you don't need software yeah. to because like change. Honestly, at that level, when you're talking, you know, you know, especially awareness is, you know, mainly making sure you're aware of your surroundings and what's going on, mm-hmm. making sure you know about those those security precautions that are in place. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're dealing with a, you know, we're just kind of talking a little bit more into the preventative. Bill that we talked about before, but again, we left a lot of stuff for the last week on the table. Um, but the other thing is, is you know, if you're going to build out, you know, that mushroom, that that thing a little bit, is you've only got one way in. So yeah. you have one VLAN that comes in that connects to all your your firewalls. Those firewalls connect to the PC, the the machines. So everything's protected by its own firewalls. So you can make it can actually bubbleize out every single machine yeah. if you really wanted to go to that extent. Separately, yeah. However, the big thing is, is protecting that USB port. You know, if I know for a fact that that USB port can be used, you know, I'm not going to let anybody in that building with the USB with, into that room with, with the USB drive that hasn't been already locked inside. Mm-hmm. So if you are authorized, and this is another thing, is be, you know, be aware of what you're bringing into that room, what you're bringing out of the room, or what you're bringing into a company, and what you're bringing out of the company. Yeah. So if you're authorized to secure a thumb drive, don't bring it out of the room. Yeah. You know, hey, when you leave here, it must be dropped inside this this lockbox at all times, because yeah. then it's controlled. It's a controlled device. It doesn't leave. It doesn't come in or out. It's like you know, some companies do it where I, you can't bring your laptop in or out of the company. Yeah. Because of the fact that there is proprietary data on board, which kind of messes up some people who are on call, but. If you're running a 24-hour print shop or something like that, and you know, an automa- and, and in that world, you don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah, and tech support's like usually 24. Yeah, anyway. you have a help desk on site yeah. that can handle it. But you know, the thing is, is also make sure that you know what goes into the room doesn't come back out. Mm-hmm. So whatever data goes in mm-hmm. doesn't leave. And also, the other thing that you can do from a cybersecurity standpoint is understanding classifications. And, you know, that goes back to a, you know, physical security barrier, you know, in the cybersecurity world is understanding what data is confidential, what data is classified as secret, top secret data, internal data, or external data. Because you may have some prints that are secret, public domain, stuff like that that can't leave the room unless they're secured inside of a case and leaving. Most of the time, if you're not a government facility, you won't be printing those. Yeah, think think about it like a patent. Right. Like like if patent if, production. if you have patents and copyrights on a product, are you just going to like, you know, I'm not saying leave the door open, but are you gonna let like any employee come in and like put all their greasy little grubby fingers on it? I'm not saying your employees are all greasy and grubby. I'm just saying everybody has natural oils. Nobody mm-hmm. should be touching everything. So, like at the end of the day, security is important. If it's a patent, like that, that you want to ke- be kept safe and you want to be kept away from the public, confidential, like you're saying, mm-hmm. treat it like that. Yeah. Like uh, you, you, we. Uh, the whole episode's kind of theme of being aware is like it's it can boil down to like the simple fact that uh, like every person has kind of the responsibility to make this important. Yep. Like, your data is important. You may not think your data is important, but your data is connected to the, like, maybe your brother, your sister, your mother. Like, who, who is your, um, you know, your first point of contact, mm-hmm. emergency contact, you know? Who, who is, you know, your significant other could be your power of attorney. Your thing. Like, you're giving away vital information that maybe that other person didn't want to give away either. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, it's, it's just very important to... You know, be aware of not just how your data is being used, but how your use of the internet itself mm-hmm. puts other people's data at risk. And I'm not saying be scared and live under a rock. I'm just saying yeah. be safe. Like know what know what you're getting into. Right. It's like you know, if you think about it, you know, data is the new oil. Yeah. Get now. My my one of my old E3s, uh, E2s at work. He used to tell me all the time is you know dit now data is a new world and the thing is what he, what he was kind of revolving around is the cyber is not cybersecurity awareness more or less but like um, uh, data analysis and stuff like that. However, dit now also kind of revolves into hey guess what my data is kind of very expensive. 
you know, and if somebody wants that data, they get the data, you know, by any means necessary, yeah. you know, but, and the one thing that I, I kind of, you know, tell people is, you know, kind of, if you really want to protect a lot of things is, you know, watch your conversations. Like, unless you're really close with people, don't have conversations that really don't mean sense, make sense. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, people I've worked with for a long time, they kind of know, you know, my personal backstory. But, like, new people I meet will have a conversation, but I ain't going to tell them everything. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to kind of watch that conversation a little bit, kind of see where it goes and kind of see what's been, what, what, what's already been, you know, told to me, and then I respond in kind. Yeah. So it's always kind of watching your surroundings and seeing what data comes in and out. But the thing is, is that's just watching your surroundings at that yeah. point. Why do you think I don't tell people my middle name? Yeah. You know, that's confidential, and I'd have to kill you for it. I mean, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well. It's not my password. <laughs> I promise. It's not that's my that, password. That only pin is a one, two, three. <laughs> it's not my password. <laughs> only pin is a one, two, three. No, but, but seriously, though, like, the, that, that's that's another great piece. Like, that's that's easy. If you're like, hey, I need to get into this system. It's like, oh, okay. Um, you need a four-digit pin code. Huh, okay. So this person's... Uh, birthday is this day i'm gonna put day and year or not day and year but month and day mm-hmm. you're probably gonna get in their their account excuse my friend you're probably gonna get in their account probably like, yeah i'm just telling you if it's a four digit people people are creatures of habit mm-hmm. so if you're like hey my birthday is this day you very well might have given away your pin code yeah. like or if you're like hey like I, my son's birthday is this day mm, i really like the year 1975 okay, that's probably your pin code. <laughs> like, right. stuff like that where it's like, come on, man, like, don't don't make it so obvious. Right. And, you know, I, I also, you know, before coming into DOD contracting, I worked in a different world in the Marine Corps, but, you know, it's, it's it, but that's beside the point is because we focused on, you know, security measures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the thing is, is, is don't be obvious. Um, oh, man. And, you know, unless you're really close to somebody, we have certain conversations that, that we'll think make sense. Like, I have conversations with, with friends, you know, that I work with that, you know, I have conversations with friends that I have on the outside because I've worked with them long enough. I know who they are. And we like with you and me, for example, we travel. So, but it's like, it's one of those things that, you know, but the thing is, if you don't have that, don't have those conversations. And also, if you are outside of work, don't talk about what the hell you do. Um... At least, but unless you're knowledge, trying to recruit somebody, yeah, knowledge is power. Right. It's, if it's, you're trying, if you're sharing information, don't share too much. Yeah, and and know what's public and what's private. Like I don't know right. how many times I've been, I was about to talk about something, and I have to go. Hold on, before I say anything, I need to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm doing what I can. Okay, this was publicly announced. I can talk to you about it now. Right. So like that, that's exactly. I mean, not every single detail, probably, but like at the end of the day. If it's publicly not public knowledge at this point, then you, then go ahead and talk about it. But if it's not public knowledge, then I think it'd behoove you to you know, not to talk not. about it. Yeah. So you know, like, it's, it's like for me, for example, my place of employment is actually on my LinkedIn. However, I'm not going to tell anybody that. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody that you know I'm not going to have a conversation and say exactly where I work. You know, unless people want to go look it up, which they can't. I don't care. But the thing is, it's you know. You know, from there, it's just understanding what inside that context you can talk about, yeah. which you cannot talk about. And the thing is, that goes back to cybersecurity, is also be aware of your conversations. That's true. Because you may be having a conversation with somebody at work that is not in your department that does not even know that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, I can go find that. And they go look on the intranet, and they go find whatever STL you're working on. They bring it home, they print it on their own machines, mm-hmm. and they turn around and start selling it because they beat you to market. Well, that's true. I mean, to be honest, you should always be playing your cards close to your chest. Like, Mm -hmm. you should trust but verify. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't just present the knowledge. This is how people get in. Like, you should. uh, If someone's looking for more for information or trying to communicate, you should. You know, kind of know their. You should get. You should know their intentions almost immediately. Almost in like if it's an email, it should be probably in the subject what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a text, then you should know in that text immediately or, or what the point is. If it's a call, then honestly, I would say get to the point. Yeah. Uh, or can we, we have to meet separately and privately on this yeah. topic. Body so, language is key. 
body language is also key. Like, there's, there's so many times where I was like, this doesn't feel right because it's not. Yeah. Like, it's a situation where, yeah, this isn't your data, so are you at liberty to give it? Yeah, why, why, am, I, why am I, you know, listening to this? Exactly. And, you know, a lot of times you end up with those conversations and you realize, oh, these, 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 these people do know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you, got, you don't know if you got the body language on correctly or not, or if they like to play the mute game. Yeah, some people yeah. are hard to judge. And, you know, the thing is, it's, it's one of those of where, you know, just be mindful. And I think that's the, the biggest takeaway for anything cybersecurity related, especially added manufacturing or in manufacturing for, in total, yeah. is be mindful. That's the number one thing is know your surroundings, know your people, know your place, know where you're at. I'm not going to go, you know, to Denny's and have a full-blown conversation about something I shouldn't be talking about in the middle of Denny's. Yes, a lot of companies have been founded on a napkin in Denny's. However, I don't want to have conversations about something that's already been talked about. Yeah, yeah, people, like, there's just, there's a lot of people listening. There's a lot of people listening, and you think about that physically, but you should also think about that, you know, digitally. There's a lot yeah. of people listening. A lot of people listening, like, not just saying that people are watching, you know, every click, every you know, button you type on your keyboard. That's that's absolutely ridiculous unless you, you know, give people reason to be suspicious. But at the end of the day... We, we live in an ever-growing world that everything is technology, database-driven. Mm-hmm. So things are getting logged. There's no way that, you know, most of your data is just going to be missing or if you don't say anything. It's it's actually, it's definitely somewhere. Yeah. So you should probably be aware of where it's at and how to keep it safe. Exactly. So, you know, protect, protect your assets. Yeah. You know, protect yourself, protect the company's assets. Just because it's not in front of you doesn't mean that it's not, like, if... If it's in front of you, like you see the vulnerability, fix it. Mm-hmm. And you know that this probably goes without mention. Yeah, you gotta mention it. <laughs> However, it's one of those things of where you have to say it. Is for the love of God, do not start posting anything you're not supposed to post on social media or on like printables or Thingiverse. Social media is a public environment. Think about it. Even if your page is private, by the way. People can still see it. People can still see it. So the people who privately follow you already can screenshot it and put it on their public. Yeah. So honestly, it's not that hard to, to, to find. It's not that hard to put on their page. It's not that hard to spoof your account. Especially in the day and age of Twitter, all I have to do is pay to get the blue check and say that I am Elon Musk. Because you guys know I'm Elon Musk, right? I paid this $8, so obviously... Obviously, that's me. You should give me a, Iron Man. Yeah, you should give me about fifty thousand dollars for this Tesla. It's Bitcoin. <laughs> I got one Shiba, Shiba <laughs> Inu coin. I sell it to you for three million. <laughs> it's it, it's like, but the thing is, it's like, don't go posting like STLs and files yeah. that you don't own and that you know are are not public domain. You know, just just oh, I want to get back to my employer, and you post that stuff on freaking a social media website or online printables and stuff like that you are now liable yeah for whatever happens yeah those websites are very very like ultimaker runs thingiverse yep. they make cura like prusa research makes you know the prusa printers and, and and things like that and they run printables those guys are paying attention yeah they they specifically put like a place where you can put your um um your licenses you know, on there, you could, you can, you know, say, I don't want you to sell this. Uh, I want you to sell this, but you have to give me credit. Uh, I want you to sell this, but you have to give me a portion of the sales. Like, these are all negotiable and can be made with a contractual agreement. That's absolutely fine, and that's fair, and that's business. Yeah. Not telling the guy, taking it, and then making the pretty penny on it, that makes you liable, and honestly, if, if anything can be proven... You, you owe not only what you made, but you know, owe restitution. Yep. Like, you owe, you're going to be much more in the hole if you get caught. And especially with this growing industry, yep. there's going to be regulations on, on And, and the like thing that. is, it's like, you know, if, if you're taking something from work yeah. and you're posting especially it on there, that's the very telltale sign of, guess what, I'm going to come after you. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny part is, is, you know, Ford, Ford started posting a lot of the stuff on printables, you know, some open source stuff. Um, Toyota at one point, um, they had some spare parts posted on there. Same thing as Honda. Um, 
but Honda turned around and asked to take it down. However, people went to the black market STL websites, yeah, um, and bought them again. So Honda just reinstituted what they did via printables. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the thing is, you know, I don't know if. And I think it's, it's speculative. It's speculative that did they know that their STLs were being posted under a Honda account at one point? I don't know. Ford, yes, they did it themselves. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, you know, they print the blue oval on there, so there's theirs, and they will. They completely agree. Um, however, some people, some of the car parts that are proprietary, were put up on certain websites for you know people to print that weren't made made you know aware that to the company yeah. that hey, guess what, this is being done. Yeah, and they finally found it and went, okay, well, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah, it's like selling someone else's product. It's not, right. that's not cool. That's, you know, m- probably against most of the, most of the laws for, uh, you know, our, like free market laws and all that stuff. So, yeah. honestly, if you have to take a second and say, this doesn't seem legal. Yeah, then it's probably, probably not. not. Yeah, so, like, I, someone's IP. I know we. I know we're kind of off topic a little bit as far as like being cyber cybersecurity aware, but being aware of your your um, you know personal information as well as your um, you know your your own um, intellectual property. Um, I th- I think that that falls under the under, under yeah. It's just as important. <clears throat> like, right. Let's say you're a business of one or a company of one, and and you are the one making your files. Yeah, that's important to keep yeah. those safe. So. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, just getting to the point where it's, hey, you know, protect your stuff, you know, yeah. I think is, is the key. So, you know what, we're going to go ahead and end it there. I, th- I think we're getting a little long and long here, but, you know, the thing is, is it's these are topics that we've been talking about for a long time. Oh, yeah. And stuff that, you know, we want to make sure people are aware. And we'll start doing some more of the blog posts as well, I think. Um, so, you know, I just want to say thank you. You know, everybody, you want to say thank you. You know, we got... You know, a little over sixteen hundred and eighty some odd wow. views on, on through the podcast and stuff like that. And we thank you all a lot. Um, go take a look at the, the YouTube channel. We're, we're posting some stuff up there from from uh, um, from uh, Rapid, yeah. um, and you'll start hearing some not so familiar faith uh, voices here. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully in the next month or so, we'll get some of the people from Rapid on. Um, we can start having conversations with them and stuff like that. So, but, you know, I just want to say thank you. Um, go check out the stuff. You know, get involved. Get involved in the community. Um, you know, let us know what you think. You know, send us emails. Put comments on things. We'll see them. Believe me, we'll see them. Um, you know, hit us on Twitter, on, on whatever. You know, let us know what you're working on. So, all right, guys. You know, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, hope to at least see you all eventually maybe one day. Maybe next year rapid. So, we'll see. All right, guys. Yeah, echoing the same thing. I won't be. I'll, I'll be quick. Uh, one thing I want to say is that uh, you know, cybersecurity. Everybody, you know, it's kind of cliche. It starts with you. Like it definitely does. Um, 100%. It's it's your own awareness. Um, you wouldn't, you know, leave your wallet out on the street. You know, all your Apple devices. You know, Apple watches, Android watches. Everything is uh, gonna have your wallet on there. Your your bank information on your phone. So it's getting more and more important that you pay attention to those things. So. I know that we kind of joke around about it, but it, it's very serious. Cybersecurity awareness is something that is, you know, everyone's responsibility. Um, but yes, I thank you guys. Um, please stay tuned. We have lots of things coming, um, and and yeah, we hopefully will, you know, one of these days see you guys. And um, yeah, stay tuned for the next one. All right, y'all. Have a good one. That's all for this episode of Tech at Lunch. Thanks for tuning in and joining us for this tech-filled lunch break. We hope you enjoy the show, and don't forget to subscribe on all channels. And also, you can find us on YouTube under Volcanar Technology Solutions. And join us for our next episode, which gets published every Wednesday at 8 a.m. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you later.